Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business, or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you want to go beyond the podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can get more involved in our community and help support our mission. You can also attend our online networking meetups. You can get support. You can you can study our vegan marketing course. Where else are you going to find that? And just be part of this wonderful community of vegan business people just like you. And we're really always grateful to our members because they are the people who mean that we can keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our content and just generally doing everything we can to support vegan business worldwide. Now, did you know that there's one question that strikes absolute fear into the hearts of many vegan business owners. And no, it's not where do you get your protein, but it's four simple words. What do you do? And it's the simplest and most innocent seeming of questions, but just the fear of not knowing how to answer that one question. It can stop some people from going to networking events or putting themselves in a place where they're going to meet other businesses or customers. Because, well, what do you actually do? And how long do you need to answer that question? Could you tell me in a few minutes what your business does and why I should be excited about it? Probably. Could you tell me in 60 seconds? Well, maybe if you prepared a little and had it written down. What about less time? So, imagine that you've just got into an elevator and it's completely empty. You go one floor up, the doors open, and in steps your dream customer or investor. I don't know, maybe it's Richard Branson, or it's Claire Smith from Beyond Animal, or it's Dale Vince, or it's Matthew Glover from Veg Capital. And whoever it is, they smile politely, they hit the button for the next floor, the doors close, there's a moment's awkward silence, and they turn to you and they say those magic words. So, what do you do? You've got the 30 seconds it's going to take the elevator to get to the next floor to get them completely hooked. So what do you say? Do you just take a deep breath and say, well, how long have you got? Or do you just blather on like a fool for 30 seconds with whatever comes to your mind? Or do you succinctly and powerfully tell them what you do and why they should be interested just in the time it takes for you to get to the next floor. Now, I didn't just come up with this scenario as a story. In fact, being able to get over what you do in 30 seconds is actually called an elevator pitch. And it comes from this idea that if you're working in a large business, you might unexpectedly find yourself sharing the elevator with a senior executive and you've got just 30 seconds to pitch your idea to them. 
And I found myself in this position back in my 20s. And it wasn't an elevator. I found myself unexpectedly alone with the chief executive of a global publishing company for about five minutes when he offered to drop me off at the train station. So by the end of that trip, he'd listened to an idea I had. He'd offered me a spare office and agreed how much they were going to pay me to help them get into this new technology called the World Wide Web. Now, you might say that this doesn't matter for you because you don't really mix with a lot of people. You're not hanging around big officers in the hope of bumping into someone. Or maybe you're not customer facing or you really don't do networking events or business events. Well, forget all that. Because let me tell you this, I met the person who invested in my first business and then went on to become my mentor because we shared the same hairdresser. You might get talking to your dream customer outside the school gate while waiting to pick up the kids. There's a really good chance that you won't meet the people who have a real impact on your business in a business situation, but in a chance encounter that you were just not expecting to have, just like sharing that couple of minutes in an elevator. So this is why it's important that when somebody asks you what you do or asks you to introduce your company, that you know what's about to come out of your mouth will not only tell them, but also get them as excited about your business as you are. And you might think that you're already good at telling people about your business. You've got a PowerPoint presentation and everything, but that's not what we're talking about in this session. This isn't about pitching to somebody who already knows about you and is interested to learn more. This is about what you say to get somebody interested in about 30 seconds. So how do you actually do that? Well, like most skills in business, we're not just born with it. Okay, so when Lisa and I first started going to events together, she didn't know how I could just stand up in full of a room of 50 people and tell them all about my business. She didn't know how I could walk into a room of people I'd never met, just walk up to the closest, shake their hand and then go straight into a pitch about my business. And when I started taking Lisa to these events, she would often just stay by the signing table while I dived into the room. Now, several years on, and if I go to an event with Lisa, then I don't get a look in. Lisa is the one warmly shaking hands and getting people to open up to her in a way that I never could. I will leave a conversation with a business card and a promise to follow up. But Lisa, she'll leave with a new lifelong friend and a promise to swap recipes. And I see this over and again. Lisa makes connections with strangers at a level I never could. And now, if we go to an event, everyone wants to talk to Lisa and I just feed off her scraps. And it simply comes down to practice and experience. What Lisa didn't know back then is that I'd done a lot of networking and business events in my career. I spent nearly 10 years going to my local early morning networking group where I had to stand up and introduce my business to a room full of people every single week. I was rubbish at it for the first six months. I was not embarrassingly bad, 
by the end of a first year and then competent by the end of a second. I didn't get anywhere near approaching good until I'd been doing it for years and by then I could do it on autopilot. But as with anything in life, you can get purposely better at something simply by deciding you want to get better at it. You research, you plan, and then you practice over and again. And knowing how to introduce your company and answering that question, what do you do? That is one of those things. So we know there are going to be a number of occasions when you're going to be called on to introduce your company to somebody who doesn't know what you do. Some of those are going to be more structured events when you're there specifically to make connections, such as our Vegan Business Tribe online networking meetups. Others might be events where you're going to find new customers, such as a trade show or your local vegan fair. But others still might be those chance encounters when you are not expecting them, when the conversation turns to what your job is and how you make a living. But you should be ready to encounter all of those situations wherever you are. Someone who might be a potential investor in your company, they might get into a chat with you on your busy stall at the local vegan fair when you thought you'd just be dealing with customers all day. You might think you're at an event where you're looking to learn from the person speaking and you might not have your sales hat on, but it turns out that person really needs what you offer and starts talking to you about it. Things like this, they happen all the time when you've got your own business. So knowing that this is going to happen, that means that you've got no excuse for getting caught out. You can spend time working out now how to introduce your company succinctly and powerfully in a couple of sentences. And then you can keep practicing until you can just press play and out comes your elevator pitch whenever you need it. So what I want to do in this session is actually look at the anatomy of what makes a good elevator pitch and give you a little bit of a framework to create your own. And I've got seven main takeaway points that have really worked for me in the past and it will give you the starting point for building your own intro pitch so that when somebody asks you, what do you do? Oh, you're called on to stand up for 60 seconds and introduce your business. You will absolutely nail it every single time. Okay, so before we get into the more interesting stuff, I'm going to start with a quite boring but important first point. And it's this. Whenever you introduce your business, don't forget to say your name and your business name right at the start. Slow right down and say your business name slowly. Say it clearly, even spell it out if it's a hard word to say. And then when you finish, say it again at the end for those who missed it. And I cannot stress this point strongly enough. I've met so many people at networking meetings where I've had no idea what their name is or what their business is called. And you just feel that you're too far into the conversation with them to stop and ask. Okay, so that's my rant out of the way. So let's get into the more interesting stuff. Point two is 
as with so many things in your business, you need to start by identifying the problem that your customers really connect with. And if you're a regular listener, you will have heard me say over and again that you need to make your customers your best friends. You need to get to know them inside out. Because when you work out the real reason that somebody becomes your customer, then that is the starting point for telling people what you do. That's why so many elevator pitches start out by asking a quantifying question. Let me give you an example reply to that question, what do you do? Well, you know when you've put off booking your holiday because they were just too many choices of where to go, where to stay and how best to get there. You just tell me all the things you like and I'll solve all that for you. Now, isn't that better than someone just saying that they're a travel agent? Do you see how that connects better with the person they're talking to, that they've identified the problems that they know they solve for their customers and they've used that as their response and introduction? The three words, you know when, is actually a great way to tell somebody what you do. Let me give you four examples. Okay, so example one. You know when you finally get to an email in your inbox that you should have answered weeks ago? I work with you to make sure things like that never happen. Example two. You know when you lose weight and you're really proud of yourself, then four weeks later you've just put it all back on again and you just want to give up. I get you out of that cycle. Example three. You know when you're worried about how ethical ordering from big businesses like Amazon is? Well, we've built an online shop from the ground up where every single part of the business is sustainable, ethical, carbon neutral and vegan. And we sell some amazing things that you won't find on Amazon either. Example four. You know when you just can't get the last bit of peanut butter from the bottom of a jar? Well, we made a spoon that makes sure that you get every last bit. <laughs> now, I'm expecting that at least one of those hit home with you. And because you could relate to the problem, you are far more invested in these people than if somebody just said that they're, number one, a virtual PA, number two, a vegan nutritionist, number three, a vegan online store, or number four, a cutlery maker. So, once you've worked out what problem somebody is going to identify with, the next question is how can you get that across in a really short amount of time? And that's the third point of building a good elevator pitch. When I have a one-to-one -one with new Vegan Business Tribe members, I always start by asking them to tell Lisa and myself what they do. I know, I start with the dreaded question, what do you do? And I always love hearing the completely different types of answers that we get. Now, with some people, I know within 10 seconds exactly what they do. But with others, we can be 15 minutes into the session before I'm starting to understand what their business is. And you need to be the first person. And that is a little bit unfair on the people that need a lot of time to get over what they do, because all that means is they're new to this. 
And I'm actually really glad to be part of that process of them working out how to answer the question. And usually, when we get there, I'll just play back to them what they said to me, but I'll try and say it in a couple of words or a couple of sentences to help them consolidate what they do into a shorter message. Because brevity is really important. Think back to that elevator or the car passenger seat of a chance encounter on the touchline with another parent at your kid's sporting event. You should be able to get over what your business does and why somebody would want to know more in 30 seconds. And there are two reasons for this. First, you want to work out really quickly if somebody's just asking to be polite or if somebody's actually a potential interested party in your business. So if somebody asks you at a party what you do in passing and 10 minutes later you're still explaining why search engine optimization is so crucial to a business, then you're not going to get invited back. Okay, so you're not going to be the most popular person at the party. But the second reason that you need to have a really short, concise intro to your business is so you can memorise it. When somebody asks you what you do, you should be able to reel off your response without having to think. It should be like the poem you had to memorise at school or like your lines in a play. Because you just don't know when you're going to step into that elevator and see your dream client or investor. So be ready for it. Right, on to point four. And this fourth point is realising that you are in control of the first impression you make. Now, this is really important and you might not have thought about this before. But if somebody asks you what you do, then there's a good chance that they don't know anything about you. Now, what I'm going to say next, you might be a little bit uncomfortable with this, but if they do not know who you are, then you've got a completely clean slate for what you tell them. Now, I'm not saying that you should lie about who you are or your background and your experience, but remember to them, you are whoever you say you are in the next 60 seconds. They've got no reason to disbelieve you. So present the company you want to be, even if you're not 100% there yet. If you've got a new business, then you don't need to tell people what you were doing 12 months ago unless it's extremely relevant. Let people assume that you've been doing what you do for years unless they directly ask. What can you put into your introduction that will instantly set up your credibility? Do you hold a position with an organisation that you rarely mention, but maybe you should? Lisa, my fair better half at Vegan Business Tribe, she writes for business column for Vegan Food and Living magazine every month. And that's the UK's biggest and best-selling vegan magazine. So we make sure that doesn't get left out of her introduction. One of the main reasons I took on a role as an ambassador for the Chartered Institute of Marketing for so many years was so that I could say that I was an ambassador for the Chartered Institute of Marketing when I was introduced to someone. It kind of set up my credibility on marketing without any more questions needing to be asked. Or has your business won an award or even been shortlisted for one? 
What proof can you give of your experience and knowledge just in a short sentence? What picture can you present to people who don't know you yet so that their starting opinion of your knowledge and your experience and your expertise is really high? Perhaps you just saved a customer several thousand pounds if that's what you do. Or maybe you helped a customer lose lots of pounds if you're a weight loss specialist. Get that big win over in your introduction to prove you can achieve what you say. Okay, point five. And this fifth point is, think about how your elevator pitch can start a conversation, not just be you broadcasting. And I'll give you an example here. When I first spoke to Mike Hill from One Planet Pizza, I asked him what he did. And he answered, we're making the world a better place, one slice at a time. And the reason that is such an amazing response is he could have easily said, we make vegan frozen pizza. And that would be true. But it doesn't start a conversation. You don't have to find out more. Instead, I had to ask Mike what he meant by that. How can you change the world through pizza? And that just gives Mike an open floor to explain the amazing pioneering work they do at One Planet and their ethical approach to business, regardless or not if the person he's speaking to is interested in veganism. And this is something that a lot of people don't always consider when they're writing an introduction to their business. How do you want the person to reply to your introduction? What questions do you want them to ask you next? And again, you can practice all this and write it down. You can write an opening line in such a way that it leads someone to ask a specific question. And then you can write out the answer to that question too. So you're leading the conversation instead of being led by somebody else. You can also work out what end point you want to lead the conversation to. Because at some point, if someone is proving to be interested in your business, you need to lead them to an action point. So you might want to end your introduction with something like, if you recognize this problem, then I do a 20-minute free intro call. Just talk to me afterwards and I'll send you the link to book on because it'd be great to talk more. Or you could say, if you'd like to know more, then I have a free taster course on my website, which is the perfect place to start. Just go to www. Don't just tell people what you do and then leave them thinking, well, that was nice. <laughs> Make sure that you include a call to action for those that connected with what you had to say. And this leads us nicely to the sixth thing that makes a great intro to your business. And that's practice. Once you think you've got a really good intro to your company, then it's a bit like buying a new hat. You need to try it on. You need to go wear it out to see how it fits. So try your new introduction out at a networking event and just see what response it gets. And take what you learn, tweak your introduction, and go try it again at another event. Or try out different introductions on people that you know. We've got a great community at Vegan Business Tribe, and that gives you a great place to practice 
introducing your company and to get feedback from people who share the same goals and share the same ethics as you do. Our own VBT networking meetups, they're just a great place to practice pitching your business in a room full of friendly faces who really want you to succeed at this. Or even better, get other people to tell you how to introduce your business. Now, this might sound a bit bonkers, but you will often find that someone else can sum up what you do so much better and so much more concisely than you can. So set up a session where you work on your introductions together with other vegan businesses and each aim to come away with a better way to introduce yourself. And then finally, the seventh thing that allows you to really nail a good introduction to your business is, well, embracing your mission. Now, I come from a corporate business background, and I think most people know that. I spent the first half of my career wearing a suit, and I would spend all my time in boardrooms and at business conferences. So to me, my elevator pitch has always been very factual and to the point. Here are my credentials. Here are what services I offer. This is how I can help. Can we set up a call to talk further? And in some situations, that's still appropriate. But over the last few years, the way I introduce myself has changed because I've changed. I've found my mission. I don't understand why a vegan business should be the one that has to carry a label. Why should we have to point out that our companies don't cause cruelty or harm to animals? It should be the companies that do that have to carry a warning. And the only way we're going to get to that point is to make vegan businesses the new normal. We need to skill up those already running a vegan business to have a much bigger impact because it's not enough just to run a vegan business. You need to run a successful vegan business if you're ever going to help us move towards a vegan world. And we've created a community full of amazing vegan businesses at Vegan Business Tribe that are helping each other do just that. Now, you may have just noticed that I actually slipped into my own elevator pitch there. And I did that on purpose because our own elevator pitch at VBT is our mission in three sentences, because we discovered that that really resonated with other vegan business owners. Laying out our mission in a couple of sentences gives us that real point of commonality with the person we're speaking to. And if somebody does connect with our mission, there is a good chance that they will want to get involved with what we're doing at Vegan Business Tribe. So come right back to your reason for doing what you're doing. And it took Lisa and I quite a bit of time to actually figure out what our mission was and distill that down to a couple of sentences. And then it took a lot of testing in various interviews we gave and events we went to to work out how to say it in a way that people connect with. But how can you get across the real reason behind why you're doing what you're doing? And how can you condense that down into a sentence or two instead of having to give your 10-minute life story? So did you weigh 20 stone and now you're a fitness instructor so that you can give other people the quality of life and health 
that you discovered? Did your own child have a really hard time being vegan at school? So now you educate schools on how to be vegan inclusive. So no other child has to go through what yours did. And I'm actually stealing that last one from Laura Chepner of Primary Education because so many vegan parents connect with her mission. So take a moment. Watch your why, as I've heard it called. And if it really connects with the people you want to get behind your business, it might just be the most powerful way you could ever introduce yourself. Okay, so you might think that's actually quite a lot to get into an elevator pitch, but it's a really good framework of what you might want to get across when you introduce your company. But let's just do a quick bullet point recap of those seven points again. So point one, whenever you introduce your business, make sure you say your name and your business name clearly at the start. Slow right down and say your business name clearly. Even spell it out if it's a hard word to say. And then when you finish, say it again, just to make sure. Point two, when deciding how to introduce your company, start with what you know your customers connect with. Those three words, you know when, that is actually a great way to connect someone with what you do. Point three, you need to be able to get across what you do in under 60 seconds. And sometimes you might only have 30 seconds. If it takes you 15 minutes to fully explain what you do and why someone should be as excited as you are about it, then you've got a real problem. Point four, if this is the first time you're introducing yourself to someone, then you've got a completely clean slate. You are in control of the first impression you're going to make. So present the person and business you want to be seen as, even if you're not necessarily 100% of the way there yet. Point five, use your introduction to lead the conversation. Have a one-line introduction up your sleeve that you know will make somebody ask a certain question if they're interested in your business. And also have an end point that you can lead people to. Because if you meet somebody in the gym, you can't expect them to listen to your full 15-minute pitch. So have a follow-on ready, such as the ability to book a call or take a taster session if they want to continue the conversation. Point six, practice, test tweak and then practice again. This isn't something you have to do locked away in a room on your own. Gather your own tribe around you and work out how to introduce your business with them helping. It is far easier to explain what somebody else's business does in a couple of short sentences than trying to do that for your own. And finally, seven, if you have a mission that really connects with people, then introduce yourself with that. Because that might just be the most powerful way you could ever introduce yourself. And I'm going to tag on just one last bit of advice here, because it's great to have a good introduction to your business that you can just reel off, or an elevator pitch that you can use at a drop of the hat for those chance encounters. But it's no use if you never have the chance to use it. And you can do a lot 
to make those chance encounters happen. You can put yourself in amongst other people who might be able to help you move your business forwards. And that might be as customers, as supporters, or even backers and investors. Go look for opportunities to get your business in front of people. So we run networking meetups for our Vegan Business Tribe members, which you would be hugely welcome at. And they're a great place to practice presenting your business. Just come and find me on LinkedIn or send me an email on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com to find out how to attend. But there's also lots more out there. Go to the big vegan business events. And so much has had to be cancelled because of COVID recently. But keep an eye out for VegFest UK, Plant Powered Expo and all the other events that will hopefully return where you will meet other people in the sector. Even if you're terrified, just put yourself out there for the sake of your business. Go get involved with Beyond Animal. They currently run speed networking events online, and it's a bit like networking roulette, and they're a lot of fun, and you will meet a lot of people who are just like you. You can put yourself in the places where, just maybe, you will find yourself in an elevator with your dream contact. And when you do, you will be really glad you've got your elevator pitch practiced and ready. So that's it. And thank you for your time as always. Lisa and I, we really appreciate all the time you give up to listen to this podcast every week and all of you who come along to our events on Zoom. And if you do connect with our mission, then come and join us at veganbusinesstribe.com because not only will you be part of a new vegan business movement, but we'll also help you make a real impact on the world a lot quicker. So thank you for your time. And I expect everyone's introductions at our next networking meetup to be absolutely amazing after listening to this. So thank you again, and I will see you on the next one.